Hello, it's Mark Sandino. I am here with... I'm Chip. Chip. Keys of, of Snohomish, of Washington. Snohomish, Washington. CTO of the Experiences app. Collectively, we are people who work on experiences. We are all about the business of bringing people together and we create technology to do so in the Experiences app, which can be found at experiencesapp.com. Today, we're going to talk about something that we fervently believe. And then we're going to talk about an experience uh, that we found, someone who recently joined our platform that we think is really cool. This is what we believe, Chip. Booked experiences mm -hmm. are better than experiences that are not pre-booked. Yep. So, and I'm specifically, I'm not talking about going to the big stadium concert where you have to pre-book for your ticket or they won't let you in. Yeah. I'm not talking about booking airline tickets, which are all part of experiential stuff, right? I'm talking about the everyday retailer that exists out there. Um, and they are either going to put something out in the world that people can discover and book mm -hmm. and say, hey, I want to go to there. Or the fact that people are just going to show up and just stumble onto it. And, yeah. and our point of view at Experiences is booked experiences are better for everyone than serendipity. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the idea of just sitting around in your shop waiting for people to come in and e even if you have the coolest product in the world, it's, it's silly not to capitalize on this uh, phenomenon that we're seeing out there where people are actively looking at home. They're starting their experience at home uh, and looking for something to do. And, and they want to find your shop that has the cool product, but also has something that they can tell all their friends about. Okay. Well, yeah. Great point. Let's break it down. All right. And I call this the U village effect. Yeah. So in Seattle, where we live near where we live, we don't live in Seattle. Um, Seattle, I happen to, to be offended if, if we even consider ourselves living <laughs> yeah, in Seattle. Yeah. You and I happen to live in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, ironically, maybe not so because we kind of saw this happening. Same model of home, just a, a couple <laughs> blocks apart. Yep. So, yeah. But in, in the Seattle area, there's this uh, outdoor mall, really nice mall called the U Village. And it's one of these modern, very polished, very curated uh, malls. It's mostly outdoor they have their anchor tenants. They have the Lululemons. They have the William Sonoma. They have the restoration hardware. And then they have the big monolithic Apple store, mm -hmm. which is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And the average Seattleite might say, I need to go to the Apple store. I need to go to the Lululemon store. I'm going to go to Warby Parker. I'm going to go to Bonobos. But there's also a degree of, hey, let's just go to you village and hang out. Let's go sit outside. Yeah. Let's yeah. There's a lot of restaurants and things like that. It's, it's a good place to kind of just, um, not have a direction necessarily. Right. Just a wander. Yeah. I'm going to have a good wander <laughs> down at the village and, uh, it's accessible. Uh, and there's probably not too many places like that in the Seattle area up a mm -hmm. little bit farther North. We have the Alderwood mall and then we have very walkable, walkable little mini cities like where you and I live. And I was just there a few minutes ago. You have Snohomish, Washington, which mm -hmm. is an antique city that city dwellers flock to because it's close by and it's quaint and it's like mm -hmm. a thousand years old. I don't know how old it is. Yeah. It's at least a thousand years old. Yeah, And we, we thrive off of the, uh, agro tourism, you know, like 
once a year during when everybody wants decides they want a pumpkin in their house like that oh, it's just like snohomish comes alive man bob's corn which is not 10 or 15 minutes from my home and their corn maze and their you know the uh candy apple stand and the, yep. the elephant Kettle ear corn. And, it is insane and people drive out that by the way that's really funny because there's at least four or five of those style attractions within five to ten minutes driving of where we live because we live uh dear listener up on a hill overlooking this agriculture area called snohomish now i went to snohomish high school we called it cow pie high but <laughs> chip you were like up near in arlington where that that's even farther north that's full-on country right yeah yeah it's it's beyond the like boutique farm it's it's more the like legit i mean not that there aren't legit farms in snohomish but uh well, wasn't like a required class for high schoolers there was to gather under a bridge on the river uh, with a uh, a a can of PBR in your hand to learn about Arlington history? Probably. We don't condone underage drinking, though. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It was empty. It was a prop. Yeah. I do, I do find this kind of fun because these farm experiences are a lot of fun and they're kind of a show up thing. Show up, pay five bucks for parking. You go in, you can get a wristband. Oh, hey, you can do the, with this, with this package, you can do the, the corn maze, the pig chase, the trout slap. Uh-huh. The <laughs> Quite different from the U-Village experience. To Quite bring different it back from the U-Village. <laughs> but you can always spot a city person. I mean, it's not like we live in the country. We're smack dab in houses stacked pretty close together, mm-hmm. suburbia. But you can, you can always... You always can recognize a city dweller or the East Sider, right, from Bellevue or Redmond. Oh yeah, just by the cars they drive and the way they're dressed is like, yo, you're not, you're not from here. This <laughs> yeah. is this is you roughing it in the country today. <laughs> your five hundred dollar knee high boots yeah, and your I'm... cable knit sweater from Ralph Lauren. Yep. So, anyways, uh, you the the U Village effect. I guess it kind of applies to these experiences. Is Hey, I'm going to show up and I'm going to find something to do. So if I go to U Village, it's like, hey, well, I'm going to go over here and look at this. What do you want to do with the kids? Oh, we'll wander around. Maybe we'll get some Froyo and see what kind of stores are there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That has been the model for many, many, many years yeah. where retailers will say, I'm going to pay top dollar for this class A first street prime location real estate. And I'm going to spend a bunch of money on tenant improvements. Yeah. And and then devote everything I can to uh, getting the the big people like Apple. Like it's it's kind of a, a chicken and an egg thing to get both uh, your big tenant people with your uh, you know smaller smaller uh, boutique shops, and those come together to bring to bring people in sort of serendipitously. Yeah, and that's that's the landlord problem. And we have, we actually have a client who is a landlord of these kind of outdoor malls through the Southwest. And that's what they, they've said is if we get the big anchor tenants, it drives high quality, smaller tenants. It brings people into the space and let's say, Hey, I have Apple and Lululemon. Mm -hmm. I know that that's going to drive restaurant traffic, bar traffic, and I'm going to be able to support a bunch of smaller thousand square foot tenants, uh, doing things like homeware stores and off-brand clothing stores and the like. But uh, the reason we say that booked, pre-booked shopping or pre-booked experiential is better than that is 
unless you have that kind of brand draw, and by the way, even these brands are doing what we're talking about, but Mm -hmm. unless you have that kind of brand draw, you are dependent on the serendipitous nature of people just being willing to show up to your local you village Mm -hmm. and just like, oh, yeah, I guess we're kind of hungry or boy, I really like that Pendleton blanket this retailer is merchandising, right? Yeah. It's, and I will even go farther and say that it's better than direct to consumer advertising that comes in your penny mailer or advertising in general. Booked experiences are 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 better. Mm-hmm. They have a higher customer lifetime value. They have a higher average order value than non pre-booked experiences. So let's let's talk about what that is and how to do it yeah. and what we see across our customer base. I, I think just one more point on that that's that's cool is the the idea that your uh, small shop becomes the destination in a in a mall that normally people are there like, oh, I got to go, I got to go to the Apple store. And like all of a sudden, if if you kind of adapt this model, you, you become like, oh, I'm going to a place like the U Village, not because I need to go to the Apple store, but because I have something booked at, you know, Joe's candle pouring or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a U Village. It can just, it, Mm-hmm. The power, the power of thinking rightly about this means you don't necessarily have to have main street class a storefront. Actually, yeah. you can be five blocks back and maybe it's, you have to drive through a parking lot or two and go around the back that the power of being able to do this right means that whether you're in a very expensive space and you want to make better use of that investment, mm-hmm. or you are in somebody's garage in the outskirts of town, Mm -hmm. doing this right puts you in command and control of the monetization of the special thing you do. The Experiences Podcast is sponsored by the Experiences app. As a modern retailer, you know that offering bookable experiences brings people together to create happy memories with your goods and services at the center of the action. With the Experiences app, you can add bookable experiences to any Shopify store with just a few clicks. It seamlessly integrates with any existing Shopify theme and allows for your customers to book future experiences and pay for them through your store or the Shopify point of sale when they arrive. From cat cafes to brew brewery tours, from candle-making workshops to goat yoga. You can create memorable experiences for your brand that will bring your customers together to gladly spend their money with you and share their happy memories with the world. Go to experiencesapp.com to learn how you can add bookable experiences to your Shopify store and enjoy all the easy-to-use features and fantastic support you'll need to succeed as the kind of business people just can't wait to visit. That's experiencesapp.com. Today we're gonna today specifically we're gonna just talk about the idea of pre-planned, pre-vouched for booked retail experiences versus serendipitous serendipitous experiential. And I will I'll say one more thing. The the idea of experiential commerce, that's been around forever. And the core definition of that is you giving people a reason to engage with your brand, your retail space for more than just the products or services you sell. And that's where you get really amazing spaces. And let's use Apple, for instance. You go into an Apple store, it's like, I just feel special. Mm -hmm. I just feel special being here. Another one is 
crazy. It's, it's gentle monster. They sell sunglasses, but you go in there, it's like an animatronic museum meets <laughs> like surreal props. It's unbelievable. I've seen some of their spaces, hmm. but we're specifically talking about booked experiential. Okay. So the destination here, where are we taking you, uh, with our, this point of view, we want you or we think you should, because we're seeing this play out successfully across our hundreds. We have thousands of customers. We have hundreds of daily active customers who are using uh, technology in their retail environment, but first online and then merging it with the in-store experience mm -hmm. to offer pre-booked stuff. So if you can capture desire, Mm -hmm. For people to have an experience wherever they are, you can compel them to travel to wherever you are to consume it. Yeah. And, and to be clear, this isn't pre-book stuff like I, I bought a thing online and then I'm just going to come pick it up, right? This is, this is to do a thing in your store and potentially buy products there. Exactly. And so we have, you know, you have entertainment you have uh, workshops and classes, you have things that are about pre-booking something, pre-buying something that does bring you in. So there's a combination of all this stuff, but the goal here is not just to be pure play entertainment, but the merging of the thing you sell, mm -hmm. the good and service with moving people based on a core need, a felt need that all humans have to to go to, to get their butts off their couches mm -hmm. and to transport themselves to where you are. Yeah. And, and we actually see this for brands that do this really well. People will travel from other countries, yeah. believe it or not, to have in-store experiences. And, and okay, so let's talk look practically. How, how does this work? Okay, so um, uh, let's give an example. Um, okay, uh, a kitchen store retailer, pots, pans, knives, mm -hmm. uh, mixers, why would they want to complicate their lives in, by offering some sort of, of experience? Why would they want to do that? Uh, well, I think, you know, one of the more compelling reasons for me is that, that if you're not getting people, if, if you're just, uh, selling your merchandise to, to people, um, without an experiential aspect of that, you are essentially just competing against millions of other online merchants, specifically Amazon. You're not, you're not, or ever, at least a thousand, a thousand. Yeah. You're not ever, <laughs> you're not ever going to, um, beat the, it's, it's just a, it's a numbers game of just how much can you get seen, which some people are pretty successful at, but, but when you add in this, this, uh, compelling reason to say like, I'm not just buying the pots and the pans and the knives or whatever it is you're, you're looking at, but I'm actually going there to use them and to make a meal. And I'm going to go with my friends and I'm going to think about that, that meal that I made with them later. Uh, that's something that Amazon or any other online merchant can never do. Well, they can never do. And so there's, there's two layers. There's just like, wow, I had a, I, I, I was at the U village and there was a cooking store and they invited me into, to do a balsamic vinegar tasting, or there was a, um, there was a pop-up, uh, saute class 
caught, uh, taught by a, a, a great sous, a sous chef, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. happened to be there. So there's that serendipitous component. But what, what about that kitchen store or that houseware store that, that effectively reaches people through social media, through their uh, customer mailing list? Um, and let's say they're effective D to C sellers online. They have customers all over the place, but they say, we've got the, uh, one of the head chefs from one of Ethan Stoll, who's a local restaurateur's kitchen, uh, his, uh, XYZ location. And he's going to teach us how to, uh, expertly poach a salmon that will blow away your guests every time. Mm-hmm. It's $65 per person. Uh, and uh, limited seats available. We're doing it three times uh, during this week. Book now. What's happening there is obviously the kitchen store's goal, mm-hmm. or you should be able to infer, is if I help, if I bring people in, they're going to buy stuff. Maybe that's the most base way they think about it. Yeah. And maybe Ethan Stoll's uh, motivation is, hey, this builds our reputation and our cachet is people who are curating great food experiences. Hey, a rising tide lifts all boats here. From the consumer storefront, however, or the consumer standpoint, not the storefront, what they're doing is they're not, they're, I think this is unequivocally true. They're not saying, oh, wow, I really need to learn how to poach a salmon. That's a byproduct of something more important that they need and want. Yeah. And we've talked about this a lot. Chip, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the thing that that consumer wants more than to learn how to poach a salmon? They want a happy memory with their friends. They want to, they want to right. get out off of their couch and do something, especially now when we, we all know what it's like to be stuck on our couch, not able to go do things. And that is, in essence, what the experience economy is. Sports, travel, entertainment, and dining, billions, if not trillions of dollars of money spent in those categories the long tail or the kind of edge case of that stuff is thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of little experiences like this happening around the world where people are saying, oh, that seems like fun. They're not thinking to themselves, I need to go create a happy memory. It's just such a deeply ingrained felt need Mm -hmm. that they are completely susceptible to reasonably well-crafted and curated opportunities like this. And they will pay more money for this then they'll pay for almost anything. Yeah. And the word susceptible kind of makes it seem like you're tricking them, but this is, you're not tricking anyone. This is what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is, this is the thing. And we, we know, and we'll probably say this to the point of being blue in the face and you're sick of hearing it, uh, listener that, um, when happy memories are created and I gotta, I have to dig up this reference. It actively dispels anxiety observable Mm -hmm. anxiety and memory creation is not about what's consumed at the moment. It's, it's about obviously what's happening between you, time, context, and the people you're with. And it turns into nostalgia over time. Mm -hmm. Like the time chip, you went to one of our customers to do a candle making workshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still have the candles fully burned. Normally I would just throw that away, but I, I still have the, the vessel that I poured the candle in. Yeah. And when you look at that, are you thinking it's like, man, I'm so glad that candle provided a little bit of light, minimal warmth (laughs) and some scent. Wow. I just really want to honor, honor you candle vessel by never throwing your way. Or are you thinking that was a cool experience? I want to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it holds a, a, 
it's not as much of a like, oh, this candle was a thing I bought and now it's it's served its purpose. It's gone. It's it's like you said, sort of this uh, memory of the experience that I had there. Here's the opportunity that Homeware Store has. They have an opportunity to to build anticipation in a way that they can control versus someone maybe just stumbling onto their retail storefront in the U villages or the main streets of the world. Yeah. If if they are if they recognize that people are looking for ways to connect with each other, how to have fun with their besties how to add some value to their life and whether they're thinking in their mind when they wake up in the morning, wow, I just need an experience this week or this month. Smart retailers will say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to offer a high context memory making experience. It does not have to be Disney-esque. It can be something as simple as learning how to prepare Pacific Northwest gold, a poached salmon (laughs) with an expert chef do it with a friend of mine or just connect with some people. And what happens is that memory is created, but it's curated by that retailer and maybe their partner, mm-hmm. the chef and the, the restaurant that he works for, but they curate that happy memory. And that brand is then at the center. It's the nucleus of that powerful memory they've created. And, and it, it, it drives people back even after the experience has ended to say like, well, if I'm going to buy a pot, I I have this connection that I can, I can think back to, to this brand. And, right. and I, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to go with them over some other product. Yeah. And I think we, we have seen that products can be famous just because they're well-made, they're comfortable, they are the kind of product that you want to wear to be seen in mm-hmm. or the kind of pot or pan that's, wow, that's really a beautiful thing or I want that on my shelf. But you're more susceptible to competition, as mm-hmm. you said earlier, from the thousands of other D2C brands. And, and by the way, that kitchen store that innovates like that, they will, they will drink the milkshake of William-Sonoma, who, yeah. by the way, William-Sonoma kind of buries it, buries it on the site, but they do experiential um, for brands that do a great job of creating community in which happy memories are created, they will continually steal from brands that have to invest more in expensive real estate or marketing that's not nearly as effective as the uplift that you get from memory creation. And by the way, we'll talk about this in upcoming podcasts. If you do a good job of capturing people with pre-booked experiences, there's this concept of pre-savoring that happens Mm -hmm. before you actually consume the experience. Anticipation is building and there's some really simple tools to heighten that savoring. So when the people come to experience that thing, whatever it happens to be, that experience is dramatically heightened, which leads to more FOMO creation. They share it with their friends that are there. They share it with their friends that weren't there, thus creating FOMO. Mm -hmm. The average order value is statistically we've seen higher for people that are having an experience along with the thing they're consuming. Mm -hmm. And they have higher customer lifetime value because they come back and then they share. Oh, you've got to go do this amazing thing. It's, It's super cool. It was wild. It was 
it, it was it wasn't in like at a mall or like in a shopping center. It was in a concrete tilt up. There were some breweries around it, but mm-hmm. then, but and it wasn't really even beautifully designed. But there was like it was staged really well. And man, I'm just like I'm a super fan of this mattress company now. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean that sounds nuts. <laughs> yeah, but you you can even do that. Yeah, I, nobody's I wanna... doing that about just the generic mattress store. Oops. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to obviously beautifully designed spaces, common areas, places to rest and relax with your family that may be surrounded by amenities like restaurants and retail. Those are great. I love those kind of experiences, but the authentic, the, the deep and meaningful come because we are facilitating memory creation. Okay, Chip, it's the time where we point out one of the experiences that are on the experiences app uh, platform and uh let's who'd you bring to the table today pun intended oh very good uh so i wanted to highlight uh a shop that started using our app a couple months ago um and they stood out to me right away as uh, a pretty unique and um different experience they're called wolf and table and it's run by uh somebody in amsterdam and uh they do home-cooked meals uh, with women in their local community and uh, up to about six or seven. So very small, very intimate. Yep. There you go. Um, and they have pre... We're looking at it on the screen, listener, in in case yeah. you can't see this or we didn't include video with this. Um, very simple. So do, I love it. It's, a, it's, it's yeah, the very, very simple, very nicely designed site and mm-hmm. uh, an experience of nourishment through food and company, bringing together ambitious women who have never met around a table to eat delicious food and have meaningful conversation with each other. We call this the dining experience and it takes places, takes place in two different types of locations at a restaurant or the home. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, uh, you know, I see a lot of, I'm, I'm the one that, that's, uh, sees merchants come in, in the, in the chat support. And I, um, you know, th- there's all sorts of unique ones, but this one really stood out as like a really cool way to foster community in the area with just a, a small number of people. Um, and, and the idea of like curating the conversation and uh, along with the meal, uh, I, I found it kind of, kind of a, a lost art of like the sitting down and breaking bread together um, is, is something that we just don't do as much anymore. It's, it's very, especially with, uh, uh, a lot of the restaurants that are, you know, sit down, get your meal, eat, get out of here yeah, this so is, we can free up that table. Yeah, this is neat. And I've seen these kind of startups, uh, before where, uh, a famous chef or someone with a strong point of view is, is doing this kind of stuff. This is really great. Here's one that, uh, it's the entrepreneur table by Wolf and table. And, um, it's a group of five or six women. At most, uh, everyone comes solo, not knowing who else will be in attendance. You, you cannot purchase a chair with a friend because it allows for new connections and bonds to be created with women. Um, they all start with an introduction. Uh, they introduce themselves and discussing questions around the table. Uh, delicious food made with love by the restaurants they partner with. That's great. Everything is prepaid. And the host here, Samantha Wolfson, is the founder of Wolf, Wolf Plus Table, Wolf and Table. 
she is uh, started her life in Philadelphia. She made her way to New York to follow her passion for music and landed a job doing branded sponsorship for some of the biggest music festivals in the world. That's that's really cool. Which brought her mm-hmm. to Amsterdam, amazing city. If you've never been, it's wonderful. Where she made a switch in her career to advertising and made a bunch of campaigns for Adidas, Samsung, Airbnb, Ray Ban, and Mont Blanc. And then she had this pivot. She wanted more than just to create campaigns to sell other people's products. She created this dinner series to connect with other aspirational women throughout the city. Uh, they these dinners happen in and out of her home and what a neat mission. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this yeah. to the table once again. Yeah. And, and I have interacted with Samantha uh, a handful of times and uh, it's been, it's been really cool um, learning more about her, her business and helping her uh, get up and running. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is that fantastic. Is highlight. Yeah. I would, I would say uh, regardless of the reach, of the experiences podcast because this is nascent at this point check out wolfandtable.com that's w-o-l-f-a-n-d-t-a-b-l-e.com and if you're a woman and you find yourself in amsterdam for any period of time i would highly recommend checking this out this seems just just phenomenal and for the quality of the experience a phenomenal phenomenal deal and there's two types of experiences you can choose from. Um, yeah. And, and, and she hosts these with some frequency. She has one on the 29th, July 1st. Uh, she had one on the 22nd of June on June 15th. looks like she has them, uh, f- with some frequency. So that's, that's really yeah, exciting. I think she, she said she le- tries to limit it to just about two months. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for bringing that chip and uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I look forward to our next one in a week and uh, listener, feel free to hit us up at any time by emailing us at hello at experiencesapp.com. That's experiences with a plural app.com. Chip and I man that. We see that if you have thoughts about the podcast or just questions about what we're doing for small businesses and increasingly larger businesses who are looking for help through technology to bring people together with their brand as the nucleus. That is our mission. We love it. And we would love to talk to you. Thanks for joining Mm -hmm. me today, Chip. And if if you're doing uh, cool experiences that you think we should know about, um, go ahead and use our uh, experiences underscore app Instagram handle to uh, tag us on some of those experiences. We love to feature those um, on our Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chip. Thank you to anyone who's listening. And uh, until next time, enjoy your experiences.